The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Let's get back to information about dogs, cats, even furry hamsters or gerbils. This is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the Animal Talk of St. Louis. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang here, as always, on a Super Bowl Sunday. Are you going to race right home and watch it, Dr. Lang? Are you going to... Go some. What are your What are your plans? Well, the problem is I'm on sports. I'm limited to so many hours per week oh, by okay. my significant other. Okay. And so but you I'm took probably... last weekend off with no football, <laughs> right? So you should have banked up and yeah. rolled over. I right? should have used that information yeah. before. Yeah, but I'll probably just wait till about the game starts okay. and just see the commercials, yeah. which I enjoy as well as the game itself. Everyone so. always says they watch for the commercials, and I I got to say I don't get it. You can watch the commercials after people. It's not That's true. They want you to watch them. You're going to see them. You're going to see them every day for the next six months. That's how it works, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, moving on from the Cat Cafe, Cat Zen. Uh, Tanya Williams was in here during our first segment. Uh, if you want to text in eight four one two six, that's the text line. Of course, we're still taking texts or calls uh, here on Animal Talk and. Uh, our, our next subject, I you know, I I, so I read this in the news, and I know it's something you talk about a lot. I read that Quebec, the province in Canada, the whole province, uh, has banned cosmetic surgeries for pets. Uh, completely banned now. You're not allowed to do them in the whole province. I think it. I think they have five provinces. Don't don't quote me. I'm not. I'm not an expert there. And it, they included in the article decline ear cropping. Uh, tail trimming and vocal cord removal, yep. which I had never heard of. Is, is this for dogs? I assume it's. Uh, are, they, are they? Is it for barking? Yeah, the primary reason people want that type of procedure is because of barking. And I have done a few of those procedures in the back. And I again, just to present all sides of the issue, when you do it, you just cut into the larynx or the voice box, and I just remove a little piece of tissue. It's not a very invasive procedure. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the pets suffer with that. And most of the time, if you get all the tissue, there may still be a little muffling, but it's not the loud bark that you normally yeah, so hear. I was going to ask, what does that do? Does that mean they're now completely silent? Does it mean yeah. that uh, – what does it actually do? Well, it depends how often you do the procedure, if you get the whole – Again, there's just two little flaps of tissue, and you just need to remove two flaps of tissue once you mm-hmm. open up the voice box or the larynx. It's You, you just re- remove that, and then because they can't vibrate those flaps of tissue, that prevents the barking from going on. But often there's still some noise, but it's just mm-hmm. not that loud. Maybe r- muffled, very quiet. Right, um, right. I, I've never heard of this before. Uh, is this a... Was this common? Was this a thing people were doing because they just didn't want to hear their dog barking? Uh, what what was the reason? Some did, but the reasons the ones I did is that the neighbors were going to take this particular pet owner to court oh. if they didn't resolve it, and they had tried some training. I mean, barking is a natural thing, right? So it's very difficult to stop barking, mm-hmm. and uh, eventually, because the the folks which were clients of mine were going to be prosecuted. We just, you know, you know, I, I suggested some things they tried to the best of my knowledge, but it just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. So we went ahead and did the debarking procedure. Does it 
affect the dogs long term at all? As you just said, you know, it's it's a natural natural thing that they do. Yep. Uh, they're they vocalize things. That's how they let people know about something. Uh, they bark for all kinds of reasons. Does it affect them going forward if they can't bark or, or vocalize anything? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if it causes any kind of psychological problems because mm-hmm. they can hear themselves bark just like we hear ourselves when we talk. So maybe it causes some issues. But I, for the few that I did, I just don't remember any any long-term mm-hmm. issues of any, any sorts. Now, so. one of the reasonings was that you know, overly barking or, you know, nonstop barking, usually it's it's not a uh, problem. It's, it's something else happening that's causing the barking, right? So they were saying, we'll go and fix whatever the problem is of with course. their barking. If they're, but, if they're nervous or anxious right. or whatever the underlying cause is, that's what we should be fixing, not just of course, you know, I, I agree. doing this. But sometimes people are, just don't have the time or desire to do a lot of stuff. But, yeah, if, if it's anxiety... Sure, try some medications, as we've talked about in the past, mm-hmm. to try to alleviate the anxiety or figure out what precipitates the coughing. Is it more when somebody goes down the sidewalk in front of the house? Is it a car? You know exactly what it is, and then you try to avoid that situation. Right. But that's not always easy. And what other complement complicates the issue is that I've read articles where there are some people that have, like a Rottweiler, German Shepherd, some dog that um, is used to guard and they purposely devocalize the dog so people don't hear it and potentially yeah. people can get injured or if there's dealing with drugs or something like that that you know the dog starts to bark to warn somebody well they don't hear the barking right. and potentially they can get attacked and so mm. you know that would certainly be a good reason not not to do it but mm. it's it's pretty minimal but yes the procedure has been done before and this was more when rules were a little bit more lax or it wasn't such a social uh, idea of of disfiguring the animal or right. causing issues. Uh, I mean, so let me ask you with that one, uh, the ear the ear cropping yep. is what it's called, yep. right? I, I kind of thought this was, or was told this was done because they get, they get ear infections, there's problems with the ears, and that this was a way to alleviate this. Yep. Is this not the case? They've done a number of studies, and they found no difference in ear infections. Let's say a Doberman had floppy ears versus those that have been cropped. There really is no, no difference. It, no change. So it didn't really help. You know, mainly the ear crop is done to make the dogs more intimidating. And each breed, whether it's right or wrong, has certain requirements if you're going to show the dog. Okay. And if you're not showing the dog, there really is no reason to do it. And, of course, people would say nowadays, well, even if you're going to show it, that's still no reason to crop the ear. But right. to me, in the past, we did a lot more. We would do the surgery. They're given pain medications. It's done under anesthesia. And the rule is, well, what if somebody just goes ahead and crops the ears on their own, mm. a layperson? Well, that would be, That's not that very would be a good. problem. It would be. Yeah. And, but, you know, it's so like so many things in life, it gets kind of complicated. I think if it's done right, I don't see a problem with it, but... Mm-hmm. But right this now, feels like one of those. No. This feels like one of those biggest, th- you know, changes from back in the yep. day to yep. now, right? Yep. Uh, yep. I, you know, if you talk to, if you talk to, you know, you're you've been around the block. I don't want to, you know, insult it's okay. you. Okay, I have uh, been a couple more times. <laughs> a couple the more block. times, <laughs> as you said, you've been doing this for a long time. If you talk to a younger uh, vet, would they just be no. completely, you know, oh my god, I can't, you know, I would never do that. Uh, it, well, first of all, they don't teach it in school anymore. Real sure. okay, we had sure. some practice surgeries. Or we would go ahead and do the surgery, and then after it was done, the pet was euthanized. Uh, but these were from dog shelters. 
And uh, but now they don't even teach it in school, whether it's the declaw, uh, the devocalizing the dogs, um, ear cropping, tail docking. None of those are done in schools. So of course the kids now that they're doctors, you know, if they've had no experience or seen how it's done, they're probably yeah. going to be very reluctant to to do it. Yeah, because these are often procedures that are as much art as they are skill. Well, that's the is the the headline is cosmetic surgeries. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, outlawed. Uh, it's not, you know, necessary surgery. It's kind of like uh, plastic surgery yep. a little bit. Yep. Uh, it's just co- purely cosmetic. Uh, so, but why is it okay that people can have plastic surgery? Well, that's a good question. You know, that's, yeah. that's what, I mean, I know we're making the decision. Maybe if they could tell the us, hey, I want a little <laughs> off the top on my ears, uh, then it would be a-okay. But, you know, until then, as you said, they can't, they can't tell us what they want. So yep. it's a little bit like that. Yep. Uh, we had a text come in and... We mentioned earlier, I think the Puppy Bowl is going on right now, or maybe yes, it's I going see the on. TV it yeah, is. It's so going I'm kind on. of worried that people are going to just drop the radio right away. <laughs> it's going on right now. We talked to, uh, uh, on the Heidi and Josh show this week, we talked to uh, a local shelter. They had two puppies. So two St. Louis puppies are participating in the Puppy Bowl. Uh, they uh, also are out for adoption. I don't. They say normally every single one gets adopted. Wow. I'm sure you can go and find it. Maybe you can if you if it catches you if you if they catch your eye. Maybe you can go out and adopt it. But this texter is asking about the puppy bowl. Uh, in relation to puppies in general, what are some of the most common injuries that puppies sustain? Any long term issues that owners need to address? Well, are we talking like traumatic wounds, like? I guess they're asking but, just are the most common injuries. I don't know if that is, you know, like falling down the steps or running into stuff or is there are there injuries that happen to puppies more than adult dogs? They're clumsier maybe, they're 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 more active. Is there are there more common injuries for puppies? I, I still think it's it's more trauma or bite wounds that mm-hmm. they just don't have the sense that this dog is fifteen times bigger than they are and is not well socialized that the puppy doesn't know about and they get too close. And get mm. bit, or they get caught in the grass or thorns off a rose bush or something like that that they just don't have the just common sense, you yeah. know. So I I just mm-hmm. think wounds rarely are they life threatening or serious, but usually they have to be sutured up. So I'd say that's probably the most mm-hmm. no broken thing no broken think. bones no, no nothing like that. Well, they are more prone to have broken bones just because their bones are still more cartilage. They're not mm-hmm. solid bone. The growth plates haven't stopped adding more bone on the end of each bone itself so maybe there are a few more but um Mm -hmm. uh, they seem to take care of themselves pretty pretty good over overall so Uh, i don't see too much difference than as they get older okay so bite wounds uh what do you what do you do with a bite wound i don't know if we've ever talked about this just i assume bring them right into the animal hospital or is it something where if it doesn't look too bad you can let it be i know maybe there's a problem with infection is that something you just need to bring them in for well, I always worry more about the the bite, all the bacteria in the other dog's mouth that bit this one, as opposed to rabies or anything like that. So, right. Um, and so the biggest problem we have is that we call them abscesses, but that one dog bites another, and over the next three to five days, the bacteria accumulate under the skin, and you get this big bulge, and sometimes it'll erupt like a volcano, and all this uh, sticky, horrible, tenacious Pus comes out, it oh. smells. Well, that's so not it's, good. It's pretty, 
Yeah. Pretty. I wish I had a scratch and sniff for that, but unfortunately, I well, I'm, I don't, I'm glad but, you uh, don't. Uh, <laughs> so you know, is it then just bring them in? Is it antibiotics? Bring them in because sometimes we clip the hair and found out, you know, if they have relatively long hair, they can cover the wound. Mm. And in many cases, we oh my god, it was you know much it's, worse. Yeah, than we thought. we thought it was just this, and there's this whole other right. part. To so it. I think they should be looked at to make sure does it need surgery, and if nothing else, clip and clean the wound, dispense antibiotics just to prevent any problems because. Mm-hmm. We do see that abscesses, infection under the skin is probably one of the most common things that we see. Okay. And for, for broken bones, do, do you put a cast on a dog? I don't know if I've seen this. Uh, maybe I should have. But is it just a cast, like a normal, like a person? Or what is the process there if they do? Well, it, it depends on the type of fracture. If the bones are far apart, there's no way they're going to come together, and a cast won't do any good. Oh. If there's like a crack in the bone, it's still stable, then we'll put a cast on just to mobilize it. But many times in my younger days, we did uh, put pins and wires to put the bones back together oh. so they'd actually have an orthopedic surgery. Now that we spe- we refer most of these cases, a lot of the orthopedic veterinarian surgeons will actually put plates. In fact, one of my equine friends and I, we just took a plate off a dog. It, it was too expensive that the surgeon was going to charge just to remove the plate. And she, being equine, she's not as comfortable with uh, dogs and cats. Oh. And so she asked for my help and we just you consulted you consulted it was a consultation and <laughs> referral and so we went in and we just you know, fortunately we just cut into the skin it was the inside of the shin bone so there's not much uh, dissection you have to do we just removed the screws that were holding the plate on there and just removed the okay. plate it had been a year since it had been put on and the plate was causing a reaction the dog was having these open gaping wounds because it was fighting this plate the plate wasn't normal tissue oh. and the body didn't like it so that's why yeah. we took the plate off i is that a normal reaction for those you know, pins, no. screws, plates? Most Normally you kind of weave fine. them in, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a, we it, don't mess with them if there's not a problem. But okay. in this case, the you know the dog was licking the wounds. And, of course, the oozing on the carpet doesn't get a lot of I, positive re- reviews. I can, imagine, I can imagine that's the case. Uh, all right, we'll take another break here. Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, 314-931-5877. That's the phone line. 84126 is the text line. If you got any questions here, Right before the close of the show, right before hopefully you start your Super Bowl party, uh, celebrations, whatever you're doing out there. This is Animal Talk. We'll be back in a minute. In the year of the kind. Dr. Dan Lang wants to talk domestic animals with you. <laughs> this is Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. Welcome back to Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Connor McCarthy with Dr. Dan Lang, as always here, even though it is Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday, uh, we've been watching the Puppy Bowl, we've been watching the pregames, I guess. We're, we're, we're going to be out of here in short order uh, so we can get on with our Super Bowl Sunday. But before we close the show, we do have a caller. Uh, Ruth, you're on the yes. Big 550. Yes, thank you. Now, I have a question for Dr. Lang. I do know him. I mentioned it to the fellow that answered the uh, the phone. Anyway, I got a question about this, uh, uh, where the dogs have low levels of um, this in their brain, serotonin? Yep. Serotonin? Yep. Yep. Okay. I have him on calming care, and I have him on a what they call a chewy, and I got those from the veterinarian. So I'm wondering, is there anything better? Because he does bite, and all of a sudden now, 
I can't do anything for him, nothing. And I've had him for about eight years. Ruth, is there anything that's going on that you think may be precipitating this behavior, or has it kind of been going on and just getting worse? It's getting worse. Okay. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I just yeah. love what I do. So, And I, I, I loved when I did the dog therapy. Those, those were the good old days. Yes, they were. <laughs> yes, they were. In answer, yeah. in answer to your question, I mean, I think you need to go more with the prescription medicine, like Prozac or something of that sort. Oh, Prozac? I, yep. Yeah, we use that a lot, and there are other anti-anxiety medications that people use, but I think you're at the point that if you've tried the more holistic, natural medicines and you're not seeing any improvement, then I think that uh, it's time time to do that. And I don't know if you have the time, but I think there might be some training or behavioral things you maybe could have a behaviorist point out that maybe it would help as well. But I think it's time to hit the hard medications, for lack of a better word. Okay, um, so... Uh, that's about the best thing to do then for now. But he was so protective of me that no one could come near me. Right, right. Now uh, I can't do anything for him, nothing. I can't even put a leash on him to take him outside. He'll bite me. He bit me the other day. Well, and then sometimes we suggest doing a little blood work or something just to make sure there's not some medical issue, like does does a tooth bother him or something of that sort. You know, maybe he's in pain, so maybe they need to look into that well, as well. Well, you know, yes, okay. I He was at the veterinarian the other day, for, uh, and uh, they, uh, it was last Tuesday, really, and then they, uh, he had all blood work done. Okay. And he, they did tell me that he's got a couple of teeth that should be pulled, or, you know, yep. so. Yep. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe you need to have that done. I don't know if it's that simple. I mean, I'm glad the blood work is good, so that rules out most medical issues. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I just think that they need to offer something more. And I can go ahead and give you my uh, phone number if you want to call me down the road. If you're still having issues, I'd be happy to go in more detail with you. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. So, But uh, I've tried everything. The calming care uh, for about two years now. Yep. And uh, and then the, they just gave me something on the other day. So, anyhow, I would just talk to them and see if they have any more options, Ruth, on the medicine. But I just think you'd need to try a couple other things. You know, it's just like people sometimes one medicine will work for one person, but not for another. So you may yeah. have to try around a little bit. But yeah. I just think you have to be a little bit more aggressive now. Well, I I go to the veterinarian out there on Highway D D. So or D. So anyway. Uh, I, I will see what I can do, but I will miss him, definitely, you know. But, You're part of the family. Oh, I know that, yeah. So, But, no, I do remember our good times. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to you almost every Sunday. Well, I appreciate that. I'll have, yeah. have to mail you a tip or something for saying that. <laughs> okay, you do that. <laughs> All right, Ruth, take care of yourself. I'll well, see you. Thank, and thank you, uh, Dan. It was good talking to you. Same here. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah. Yeah, bye. Thanks for calling in, Ruth. Uh, yeah, we talk uh, so often about the the behavioral stuff and anxiety. and uh, It's frustrating it's, for all of us. It's frustrating. Because we just don't have enough knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's hard. But And people maybe think, you know, the times they listen to me that they all I think about are drugs. But I just think sometimes just 
behavior or giving directions isn't enough. You just have to use right. some pharmacy or something and like that. And I'm sure that. a lot of times it's like Ruth said, you know, you've tried something else for yep. a long time even, and it, it, if it hasn't changed the behavior, it's kind of like this is the last uh, Usually in four to here. six weeks, the medicine, if it's going to help, mm-hmm. usually in four to six weeks, I give try to tell people give it a chance right. for that period of time. Yeah. Uh, we had a text come in saying, uh, I saw a Doberman uh, with cropped ears. I asked the owner uh, about the ears, asked him, what hospital he got the surgery at, he said the breeder did the cropping, yep. which yeah, I guess kind of is the, that's kind of maybe the main issue with it is that it's, you know, the breeders are doing it or someone else, you know, down the road, uh, non-prof- not professionals that know how to do uh, the surgeries. I just don't, it's a very vascular area. There's a lot of blood vessels. I just don't see how you could do it without mm-hmm. anesthesia from both the pain as well as the bleeding going on. And right. I just, I it might be one of those things where uh, outlawing it actually makes it more dangerous, right? Because now it's not doctors and uh, veterinarians doing it and surgeons. Yep. It's the breeders and other yep. people that kind of won't get noticed that this happened uh, doing it instead. Uh, I just think that if the owner and the doctor are okay with it, I think the procedure should be done. That's mm-hmm. that's just how I feel. I don't want some government or somebody else intervening in and tell me that – and they have minimal to no knowledge – of what goes on. Right. So, okay. That's, well, I feel it's, better. It's Thank a, you. It's a controversial topic. <laughs> yes, a lot it is. Of, a lot of arguments on yeah. uh, both sides, I think. Uh, and uh, we've just got a few minutes here left. I did want to bring up, you, you've got some stories. I had a story for you as well. Did you see in Oregon that uh, they found out that a cat was carrying the plague, the the, the black mm-hmm. plague? Yep. Uh, which I, I know it's the fleas, right? Or the, well, there's a bacteria that the fleas spread. Right. That's so it's not actually the cat. It wasn't the rats. It wasn't actually the cat that was carrying it. It's the but flea. It, it was the fleas yeah. on the cat. It was which, carrying the bacteria. Yeah, which goes to show you that you should really get your you know cats as well. You might not think of them as potential flea targets, but they're still there. They still can get uh, they still can get fleas. Maybe. You know. Well, that's all the. More, I mean, again, this, this is it is not common, but it's seen in the southwest mm-hmm. part of the country it happens right mm-hmm. and it's just another reason to prevent whether it's medicine between dogs you know flea bites a dog and gets some other disease of some mm-hmm. some sort so that's another reason it's not just to prevent the fleas infestation it, it does help minimize disease right. so it's it's good to do good to do and for in the last reasons. last minute or so here did you have an update for us on the oldest dogs now we got <laughs> we found out uh, disappointingly that uh the oldest dog was not, in fact, uh, legitimate. Well, I'm just going to give a little bit real quick here. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but there was a dog born in November of 1999, so it would be 25 years this November, but it was found as a stray behind a grocery store, oh. and they said it was 10 years old at the time. Wow. Well, 10 years what, old. What, but how, how, how do can you know, you know? There's no way a doctor or anybody <laughs> else can just look at it and give a pretty exact... And there's no day; it's just the month in in the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, okay, so yeah. I'm a little nervous it's about little... that, but it's closer to what it would be than yeah. the 31 year old dog that we right. talked about before. And real quick, in 1939, there was a dog called Bluey, and he died at 29 years and five days. But again, 1939, how mm, accurate was yeah, that? How so accurate were the I'm sorry to be so cynical, but it. You know, well, how I just, about I just this? My it. mom's dog, uh, she is turning 19 this year. We have. That's Photo me. evidence. It's the same dog was alive in 2005. The had the same colors. Uh, the the, unless she pulled a switch on us that we had no idea when we were kids. 
Uh, <laughs> she's turning 19. Maybe a few more years we can talk about uh, Gracie the dog. I'll for, call Guinness Book just to have him prepared. Right. Get him, on, get, him, uh, get him ready to come down with the pictures and the, the, the journalists. Get him ready for the, the publication. Uh, this has been Animal Talk on the Big 550 KTRS on a Super Bowl Sunday. Thanks for spending some time with us here. Uh, we'll be back again next week at 2 o'clock talking all things animals just like this week, just like always. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy the game. The views and opinions expressed in the preceding paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners.